Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Alan Robinson, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, joined today by a guest that you've never heard on the podcast before. You've never heard on the Sirius XM show before because he's a new friend uh, here that I've made through a very interesting dynasty league that uh, our buddy Siege, who you have heard on the show and on the pod numerous times before, has started up. It's a super flex dynasty league with a tight end premium and the most ridiculously deep rosters that I've seen. We just got finished with our uh, startup draft and the subsequent pre-NFL draft rookie draft. His name is Nixon. He's the lead singer of the band Framing Hanley. They have a new record uh, available right now called Envy. You can find it anywhere. Nixon, what the hell's going on, brother? How's it going, man? Just in walking around outside enjoying uh, some sunshine in Nashville today. Yeah, man. Well, you need a little bit. You, you need that vitamin D, right? They say the vitamin <laughs> exactly, D. Exactly, the- <laughs> man. Okay. The funniest part about all this is like for the last like two months at least, every weekend – has just been terrible rain like storms and then you know we all get locked up in the house for god knows how how long and every weekend is just beautiful outside and we can't go do anything uh, <laughs> so. yeah i know man it's brutal it's like for me you know i'm, d- I'm down here in like the austin texas area and uh-huh. so you said you're from nashville i've always felt like these cities are a whole lot alike much alike yes um I did a lot of work in Nashville because as you and I talked to, and it's probably, I, probably not many of our listeners know that I used to be in a major label rock band and you know do the same stuff that, that you did. But obviously a ton of music industry shit goes on out, out there in Nashville. So I've been a bunch. And every time, dude, I always thought to myself, this place is, is so much like Austin. It, it really does. You know, it's, it's kind of like this, this music town in the middle of kind of a southern, you know, like a southern state where it's just kind of a weird and cool and wacky place. And it's one, it's one of those places. If, yeah, man. If it's, it's one of those places. If I went in Austin, I, I would. I would definitely love to be there. Um, and, and and the thing about the weather down here, you don't like. Do you do you have do you have kids there with you right oh, now? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah so like three little boys, three of them. So I mean, the, the the one thing about when the weather's nice outside, at least, even though we can't take as much full advantage of it right now, is that at least you're not stuck in all day with the kids. Like it's been raining here in Austin. 
And right. now when they can't go outside, dude, this whole, it's like, it's a whole different ball game when they're yeah, yeah. up and they, they, they can't go out. Oh yeah. We, we went through that as well. But I mean, it's still like, you know, I mean, I don't know, like, uh, going outside and throwing football with them. That's obviously fun, but they get over that real quick too, to the point where like, even your yard is still, um, uh, you know, not enough. They want to go, you know, do fun things when it's nice no, outside. And it's like, yo, we can't, we can't really do that right now, dudes. Yeah. Well, soon, soon. enough, man. Soon, soon enough. Hopefully. Um, Hopefully. What, so, but, let me just staying on that deal. Like, whenever I was touring and doing a bunch of this stuff, especially during football season, clearly you're probably not doing a bunch of touring right now. I guess you're probably writing right. or trying to get publishing stuff done. But like, um. I, I guess you tour during football season. I used to hate it because, uh, for one, I couldn't ever be sure that I was going to be somewhere that had Sunday ticket for on, on Sundays where I could watch all the games. Right. And also, I, f- I found in the music world, man, like there, there are very few people who give a shit about sports in general, but most specifically don't care as much as I did about the NFL, about fantasy, about the, like, dude, you're in a dynasty league where you just pick 33 star players for your right. roster. We get to the end of this thing and we're literally picking players that aren't even on NFL rosters right now. They're still free agents. <laughs> um, are, do you, do you find it to be the same way? Do you have friends in your band who are like into football, who are into fantasy, stuff like that? Mm, no, like I'm really the only, uh, like, hardcore sports nerd in uh in our band uh, so it's interesting because like we're at a point now you know we did this for 10 years and we took a hiatus about five years ago and um you know it was when my my oldest son started school and i just didn't want to be gone uh from home all the time you know 200 250 days out of the year anymore so uh you know for the last five years i've definitely become even more ingrained in the in the this you know fantasy uh football circuit like that whole world even more so than before but like so uh, you know now i pick and choose when we're going to go playing shows and we're not really doing like full-time uh, gigs or full-time tours or anything so it's like sundays will always be off that'll never ever be an issue for me um but like even back in the day when we were touring full-time like anytime we had a day off like you know i'm i made sure that i had a room with sufficient enough internet to where i was streaming <laughs> sunday ticket and and watching football all day anyway so uh the guys in my band are definitely used to this uh you know you know i would say that uh if anything it probably put more of a strain on a on a marriage than it did <laughs> being in a band <laughs> with how, how much time i spend uh dedicated to to football so uh yeah i mean it, it is a pain in the ass uh, when you're trying to to watch football on the road and you know you've got uh, an interview here, you know, uh, or a show that night and a sound check, like in the middle of the day. But yeah, I don't have to deal with that anymore. Thankfully. And it fucks up your whole day, man. People, like, yeah. people, people don't understand that, you know, you get, you, you get into the city, you you get to the venue, you got to fucking sit around the venue, wait for something yeah. to wait hurry for up something and wait. to get to hurry up and wait, man. Then you, you go through the sound check, you go back to your, you go, you go to your hotel or your day room. If you're on a bus, you, you know, you it, it's like literally it's like not it, it's a bunch of little things that take you know 30 minutes to to an hour 
but over the but it ends up just ruining the whole day. Yeah. yeah, it just takes up everything. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's it's something that it seems like you've learned to learn to navigate pretty well. Um, well, and you navigated this draft pretty well. Like I said, I wanted to get some people from this league that Siege started up. It's it's a sharp sharp fucking league, dude. Like you yeah. were a guy who I didn't recognize from being in the you know uh, fantasy industry, but like. Or are like do you have a website or anything like that? Do you do you are not you, dedicated to to, okay. to football really? Uh, I've just got honestly like um, you know again like I've I've always been a huge football fan since uh, the Jaguars expansion years when I became a fan because I was a kid and liked their jerseys and I just learned everything about football I know from following that franchise which isn't something someone should probably brag about like i learned everything i know about football from following the jaguars but uh yeah unfortunately still a fan uh but um yeah i mean it, it started honestly tuning into uh i mean i had played season long quite some time um and then dfs really was what really sucked me in and uh that was john proctor and uh and scott oh. barrett Oh, were two cool, of the dudes man. that like I became buddies with just uh, watching back in the day the original Power Hour podcast that they would do and uh, just started getting more into DFS and uh, had some some pretty big uh, successes and binks in on on DK the last like four years or so and uh, Dynasty is I don't want to say like new to me at this point because I've got a number of those leagues I do as well but um, it's definitely the the newest to me out of the three probably been doing that like the last three or four years maybe a little longer than that but uh yeah i mean i just have a certain strategy anytime i go into a uh into a dynasty league and i think that was on display in this draft and that is to go stud receiver stud receiver stud receiver you know every time you can because as we know the the shelf life for those guys are a lot longer than uh than your NFL running backs and you know sometimes some of those flyer running backs that you take um with a, a zero RB mentality can not only work out for you know one season but sometimes you luck into a to a gold mine and, and and actually in this one I got two workhorse running backs when I wasn't really expecting to get that well, but you shouldn't have gotten Jacobs I fucked that up yeah I he well he up. he fell um yeah he definitely he fell in my lap and like Fournette did as well. Like, obviously, that's uh, someone that I don't feel entirely comfortable with because I think, again, as a Jaguars fan, I think they address uh, running back in this draft with how loaded this class is. And uh, that was the one uh, pain in the ass about this draft was I ended up getting no rookie picks. So it sucked yesterday watching you guys all start <laughs> the rookie draft. And I'm just like, oh, I want some of these guys. <laughs> well, is it, I, I took um, – well, first of all, I just got to say I love that you brought up the, like Proctor and Barrett. Like I, I was another guy. Like I've been friends with those guys since they were doing the original Power Hour 2 before Scott yeah. was even at PFF and yeah. before Proctor was uh, – I mean before, uh, Proctor's a goat, dude. That guy's fucking yeah. so sharp. That's my, that's my a, dude, man. That's yeah. my homie. We, I just uh, yeah. hung out with him for uh, – about a week he came down to nashville and uh when we had our album release show and we just hung out and took him to bars and it's funny he always makes f- jokes about me being the old guy and i was like he couldn't hang with me like he would be <laughs> hung over the next day i was like hey dude remember those jokes you'd always make about me being the old ass it's like 
why aren't you up? What? Let's go. Let's go do brunch, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's supposed to be hardcore, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, okay, so, but, but, yeah, but anyway, so, like, Barrett is in this league. Barrett has a team with, what, Danny Kelly from The Ringer. Um, yeah. We got Ian Kenyon, my, a, a guy who used to be an editor of mine back when I was, like, fucking, back in, like, 2012 when I was writing a doing the, uh, the scouting reports over at Bleacher Report. I think he's still doing uh-huh. that. These, I mean, Elliot Crist from the Corn Edge. We got this girl, Taylor what, Canavari. She works with, like, Jeff Manns and those guys over at, over at uh, Guru uh, Elite. CJ, CJ Kaltenbach, which is the Siege. I mean, there's a bunch. Like, this is a tough – and there's probably some of these guys who are in the industry that I don't – that I'm not really familiar with too, but right. just a, a tough, I mean, at every turn I was getting swindled for different players. Yep. I was yep, getting same. hurt badly. And I, f- I feel like the, my biggest, my biggest fuck up in the whole draft was because you and I were picking next to each other. I think you picked at 11. I picked it the turn or was it, you picked it two and I picked it. One. I, pick, I, I f- that was, yeah, that was a pick I got out of that siege uh, trade for Lamar, I think. Right. Oh, okay. So I, it wasn't, it wasn't every, it wasn't no, 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 wait, wait, you're right. I was, I wasn't near the top of the board because that's how he moved up to get Lamar. You're correct. I think I was like three or somewhere around there. But yeah, I remember there were. I think you were, were two. A, I think you were two because because each took Lamar at two right, right after. Okay, two, then then that's right. right then, McCaffrey, yeah. and so that's how we turned out to be back to back there at the at the uh, beginning of the. I forgot what was the my fourth was 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 Josh Jacobs your fourth pick in this draft. I, th- I wish I had. I, I wish was. I had my here, computer in front here, of me no, right no, no, now. I'll, I'll I'll pull it up. So you had Jacobs. You got Josh Jacobs at. Let's see. Through. I don't think he was that early, man. Because you got to remember, I had multiple early round oh, picks because of that trade. Draft. This is why I can't fucking get to it. I would, you know what I'm saying? Like there were there were. I, I would be surprised if I took him as early as my fourth player. He might have been in that round, but you got to remember I had multiple, you know, early round picks because of the 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 trade with Siege. Um, it might have been your fifth him. player. It might have been your fifth player then. Okay. Because because I know that what I because here's 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 what happened, and th- and this is what people should take away from this. Just this one anecdote. I, I think if you're in a if you're in a dynasty superflex league. This year, I'm not sure, you know, whether it's a rookie draft or whether it's a startup, I'm not sure that you can guarantee that Joe Burrow is going to be the first player off the board. I was thinking that was going to be the case because this was a draft where in the actual draft, we picked our rookie draft picks, right? Right. So at at that pick at like 5.01 or whatever it was for me, I picked to the 1.02 in the rookie draft, which is so nerdy to even say as I just said it, but that's just how this draft worked. Oh, you took it in the fifth round? Yeah, I think it was the fifth yeah, round. I mean, I, I don't think that it, – it, it's all I, about your roster I, construction I, up to that point, right? But then you fucking took Jacobs. And my, yeah, plan I mean, was to, my plan was to take Jonathan Taylor. And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, man, I, is there really a running back here that I like more than Jonathan Taylor? And for some reason, I just for, – for some reason, I guess I, my, I moused over Josh Jacobs. It, like it was late at night or something, and I just – it was just a huge oversight. And um, yeah. I, I, just, I don't know. I think, and then I, I couldn't even get the running back. Right. Yeah, I think your process was right. Yeah, that's what that is. What sucks is Taylor went uh, number one overall. But I mean, you could have still gotten Swift. Did you go receiver? No, I went Joe Burrow. <laughs> oh, like, okay. I, yeah, I'm in a superflex league. I just I figured yeah. like, let me see if I can get a You'll quarterback be able here for to the next ten years yeah. or one of your other quarterbacks. Worst case scenario, because I mean, there's a couple guys like me that ended up only going to QB, and you know how much that sucks during a bye week when oh. you can't replace you know that that 
that 20 point uh, floor that you're going to get with, which I mean, I, I'm very happy with the two young quarterbacks that I ended up getting in that draft and, and Watson and Baker. So, um, you know, and then the depth of the receiver, uh, I have some guys I think you can count on in, in PPR to have a pretty safe floor as well. I, I will say like one pick for me that I didn't like, I loved making the pick, but like, I, it's still like I, I'm going to have to see it from him again before I feel great about it. And that's Juju like the, I mean, obviously that dude's a stud, but last year was scary. Um, you know, it's like the question of, do they, do they see him as a number one? I mean, you would think they do cause they let a B, you know, walk, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, Ben probably doesn't have more than another year if that in him. And like, it's scary to think like, well, what happens with Juju when he doesn't have a gunslinger like Ben as his QB? Cause I mean, you know, just from watching the NFL, we know how long it takes for a team to, to replace a good quarterback with a, another good quarterback. So it's like, dude, I can't do, I can't do multiple seasons of Mason Rudolph as a Juju owner. So uh, we'll see. I mean, that obviously, like, that dude's one of the most talented. There were a lot of those cases, though, man, where guys just fell, where you're like, man, like Mike Evans, he fell so far in this draft. And it's like people forget how young that guy still is. And, like, I get it if there's worry about Tom Brady this year with Evans, which I think is overstated. Like, Tom Brady's deep ball completion percentage was very, very much uh, comparable to Jameis's last year. Like the numbers are very similar. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think it's been over overstated. Like it's very how, narrative based. It's yes. very narrative based. It, and it, guess because, what, dude, yeah. this is a dynasty league. You're not drafting Mike Evans for his one or two seasons with Tom Brady. You're drafting him because he's a stud receiver that you've seen do it already. And he was sitting there on what you could double check. But I mean, he was what the sixth round. He was, uh, I think he went in the, it was, it was, it, it, it was, it was something like that. It was at least yeah. the fourth. Because I'm, I think I remember like guys like DK Metcalf and shit going before him, going for him, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, I'm, I can't believe he's Mike Evans is only 26. He's already yeah, had like five thousand yard seasons. Yeah. Or something. He, he's great. the guy that you can that he, every year gets a thousand yards yeah. every year. Yeah, I, but I think that the narrative is that everybody's so excited about this. The fact that Chris, now that we know that Bruce Arian said that AB a- is not going to be going there, I think that people are just saying like, "Look, Chris Godwin slots into the slot role, that same slot role that's the Heinz Ward, that's the Larry Fitzgerald, that's the, you know, it's the same." Well, it's not the, just it, that. It's the not- it's it's and it's also that you know you combine the it with that Brady role. just loves the slot, right? Like exactly. just like everything. Put it all together. Everybody's getting so hyped about Chris Godwin. And they're saying like the DGAF balls that Jameis used to throw up to Mike Evans aren't going to be there. I think you're right. It's probably it's probably probably overstated. You, but I mean, in 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 a vacuum, you st- you like Godwin better next season than yes. Evans or I, I like Godwin so, better in dynasty okay. period. Like I think Godwin is the better receiver out of the two of those. And that's no that's no like that's not taken away from how great Evans is. That team just has probably the best wide receiver duo in football. Um, if, I mean, especially when you look at OJ Howard as well as their tight end. And like, so I saw an article, I forgot who it was that put it out, but it was, uh, and it would suck as, as someone that is a, a big Godwin guy. Um, but it was talking about the bucks should do whatever they can do to trade for Edelman and that he wouldn't, he would be cheap. It'd be like a fourth or fifth round pick and you get somebody without, cause you know, we're not going to have an off season really most likely. So it's like you get somebody that comes in immediately and just has that connection with Brady. The thing that would, I mean, I know Godwin can run outside, but I mean, oh, yeah, sure, that yeah. would, uh, that would be, that would really suck as someone that, uh, is, is, 
counting on the that the slot role for Godwin. But dude, I mean, with those with those two outside and, and Edelman with that chemistry already in the middle, I mean, Brady's gonna Brady's gonna put up some crazy numbers. I think, and I think that's another. I I, I definitely am on the the train that Brady is washed. But when you give him the best weapons, um, you know, all of them together that he's ever had, he's never had oh, an God. offense with that much firepower. Like he's still going to be a top 10 QB this year. He was throwing footballs to Jacoby goddamn Myers and shit. Exactly. Last year. Undrafted yeah. free agent ex quarterback out of NC state. Like it's just <laughs> unbelievable. And like one of the guys you talked about, Mike Evans, another guy that fell, the guy who you picked up was Odell Beckham. I want to ask you about what you, your thoughts on, on OBJ, because it feels like him and Juju were sort of like in that same spot, yep. right? You talked about earlier. But before I do, I just want to talk about another LSU player. That is Leonard Fournette, because you you have him in this league. You've got Fournette in round, at the very – Jesus, at the very end of round four. At the four – at the – how did that happen? Did I trade you? Oh, I, I traded you a pick. No, I, this is a pick that I traded to Scott and Danny Kelly because I moved up a little bit earlier in this tight end premium league to get Zach Ertz. And to be able to do so, I had to move down a little bit. I, I lost my fourth round pick that they in turn traded to you that you got Leonard Fournette with. And you said you're a big, a big Jags fan. I'd just like to hear your insight about this. We know Leonard Fournette, they have until June 1st. I can't believe there's already a decision needing to be made um, about a possible fifth-year option for Leonard Fournette. You blink your eyes and Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Like I, I mean, already, I think, uh, what do you think? Because last year they brought in a guy who I loved from the senior bowl and Reichwell. Like, not sure that that's the future of the running back position there with that being said dude don't, I mean don't you feel like call don't, like, don't you feel like Caldwell Marone all these guys that their ass is just grass if they don't get it going this year they don't win this year absolutely and doesn't absolutely. that mean just run the just run the wheels off of Leonard Fournette because it just it just feels like they believe that that's their best chance to win it, it could be their best chance to win I, I'm just interested to hear your insight as a, as a fan I, as somebody who watches the team really closely and this like I as someone that was high on Fournette in uh in redraft last year ahead of the season when everyone was down on him because the year before i knew i was like they're they're going to use him more in the passing game this year you know i think i think he was going what third round in, in redraft last year which was crazy mm-hmm. if you're getting a workhorse there um in ppr leagues especially if you can address re- receiver receiver and then you know land him as your your workhorse running back that was the thing in this league man is like i know i can count on him to be um you know to have the volume again this year you now beyond this year i don't know um but, you know, in this league, you have to start two running backs. Most honesty leagues that, that I commission always make it you have to start one of every player and then you can just fill out your roster the way you want, you know, after that. So a lot of times when I'm saying that my my strategy is to go receiver, receiver, like younger receivers, a lot of times I'll get saved by, you know, hitting on a Kareem Hunt in the later rounds, like his rookie year. And that was like my workhorse back. And, you know, and I'm just loading up an arsenal of stud receivers with it. And this one, having to have two running backs and and feeling like I was sitting pretty with, uh, you know, a couple stud young receivers. Um, I just needed to know that I had two running backs that I could plug in and count on the volume next year. Um, that said, you know, I think they draft, another running back this year in this class because we have a ton of picks and also i had it 
I'm pretty good authority that uh, Chris Thompson was somebody that they were looking to bring in. So I ended up getting him later in this draft and later rounds. I kind of took him earlier than he needed to go considering he's still not on a team. But Gruden's doing that, man, where he's bringing in a lot of guys that, you know, look at Ertz or not Ertz, uh, Eifert. Eifert's best seasons were when Gruden was OC in Cincinnati um, and they went and signed Eifert. Thompson, you know, Thompson uh, repeatedly, from what I remember, stood up for Gruden in Washington when people, you know, when he was under fire from the media and stuff. Thompson was one of those guys that always had his back. So I know they were talking about potentially bringing him in. Uh, Obviously, nothing has happened there yet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Fournette probably loses some passing work, uh, some receiving there were some receptions this year from what his forward really was last year, but I still think, man, that I can count on 16 touches a game from him. And that's, you know, with, with what the rest of my roster looks like, um, you know, it's very similar to a Jacobs thing. Cause it's, it remains to be seen if they're going to, if they're going to involve him in the passing game next year, which is hilarious because as you know, like that was one of the best parts of his game coming out of college. And then last year they don't give him any opportunities in Oakland or in Vegas and as a, you know, a passing down back. And then, you know, they re-signed, uh, they re-signed Jalen, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so it's like, damn it. <laughs> Are you guys going to give him any opportunity to do what he does well or? Yeah. I mean, I'll just say this, like at the combine, I, w- I was, I, I asked, um, we or at the combine. I asked uh, for, for about Jacobs, uh, my, 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 my co-host on the show, Byron, he, he mm-hmm. asked, he asked Mayock, he just said, he basically said the same thing that you did to Mayock. He said, yeah. "Mike, you were telling like you you were telling everybody in the media last year at this time that the reason you took Josh Jacobs is because what a you know what a well-rounded weapon he was. So you could use him in the receiving game, blah blah blah." And, and and Mayock said, "Look, as as we're going into phase two with Josh Jacobs, the receiving game is right at the very forefront of what we Good. want to integrate. Last year, we did a bunch of stuff where we were we were having to install with him everything with our protections, all this stuff. It's different protections and Gruden's uh, system. It's just uh, it, it's it is something where he said it was just a matter of getting him." Getting him, re- I I think it's just like basically he was basically saying it's a it was a pass pro issue and the, and the 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 thing that he said too is as we go into phase two of Josh Jacobs, which makes me think that right. there's like a there's a plan here, there's an ascension plan, like there's a phase two coming. So you would hope, uh, I mean, with the, with the draft equity that you know they invested in him, you would hope, and, and Mayock, excuse me, Mayock is a guy that uh you know that did this well before the the job. At, in Las Vegas. So uh, right. you would hope that's exactly what they're planning on is, uh, you know, treating him like a work, a true workhorse back. And I mean, the only, the only negative is, is like how often are we seeing that anymore in today's NFL? Well, yeah, but, it, but that's the thing is if you got a shot at it, that's why you love having Josh Jacobs. What yep. tilted that I, that I, that I let you get in. <laughs> um, and, and then the thing I, the thing I asked about Marone, which is funny that, that, that you brought up Jay Gruden and guys he loves. How, how, how long until they sign Ryan Grant? Who, who everybody just called Ryan Gruden because he was such a teacher's pet there and the only like there for the Washington Redskins. I would not be surprised to see Ryan Grant end up with some kind of minimum uh, deal with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Now that you've mentioned that Gruden's bringing in guys that he likes, um, the the thing that I asked Doug Marone was that I said I said well, is it was it is it just the the like how much of this touchdown stuff last year you know if if. Leonard Fournette would have gotten in the box a few more times. 
would, would we be talking about the down season that, that, that he had? You know, I mean, it's just uh, how, how much can that stuff really carry over? And what Marone says, like, look, man, like we didn't get in the end zone enough as a team last yeah. year. That's not Leonard's fault. Like uh, we, there weren't that there, there weren't as many opportunities. He's like, I'm expecting a, a, a rebound. As a team, offensively, there's some shit we got to get right offensively, some important key players that we need to get back and that we need to get integrated in here. And he just said, trust me, the touchdowns are going to come. We, like, we give the football to Leonard down there. So I think, that, I think that at least this year, I'm fine with Leonard Fournette still, right? I'm still fine exactly. with Leonard Fournette. Uh, it, for Dynasty, uh, where he ends up next, if, if this whole thing blows up with Caldwell and with, with Marone and Shotcon brings in somebody who's a kind of more progressive you know, kind of coach, which I could definitely see Shad Khan going the way of the, oh, Jesus, I forget, I forget the name of the new Panthers owner, Tepper, kind of goes the way of Tepper, a little more analytic with his next hire, uh, brings in somebody a little bit more progressive-minded. Maybe they don't want this big, bruising pounder of a back, and then who knows where he ends up, right? So that, well, that's, that's maybe what I worry about with, with Leonard Fournette as far as dynasty. That was the frustrating part as a fan of the team uh, when we drafted Fournette was – we were a team that a people, a lot of people don't realize this. I feel like, you know, um, Tony Khan and, uh, Tat, like we were ahead of a lot of the other teams in terms of analytics. And then we make that bonehead pick. And that's all because that was, um, you know, Coughlin's guy. That was what Coughlin wanted. Cap Coughlin wanted an Ahmad Bradshaw, Brandon Jacobs, you know, type running back. And, uh, you know, every, anyone that knows anything about analytics or football now like knows that that was a very ignorant pick um and you know we're, we're as much as some of those wins came last year solely because of Fournette, like we're suffering on the whole because of that pick you know um you know, we could have had that was the watson draft right yeah uh, let's see. So that right? was, 20, think, was it 26? Yeah. Yeah. To, yes. Cause, 2016? Yes, cause I, I wanted Watson. It was Watson. Cause I wanted Watson and wanted Kamara because I'm, you know, I live in Tennessee. So Kamara is a UT guy. We could have had Watson in the first still went with, uh, still went in the second round with an offensive lineman, uh, you know, whether it be Cam or, or we went elsewhere. Uh, Robinson really hasn't panned out yet. I wouldn't say. And then ended up still getting, Someone, you know, no offense to Uncle Lynn, but uh, still getting someone even more talented than him in, in Kamara in the third round. So the thing about that, like, what would the Jaguars? We wouldn't have lost Jalen, but now, you know, we wouldn't have Ngakwe and all these players trying to leave town because the the team morale, because we likely would have, you know, been a team that's competing year in and year out with with those dudes. Uh, so yeah, I digress. Like, you know, the pick was made. Um, you know how we recover stands to be seen. I, I like the future of the team with the the you know picks that we got in the Jalen Hall, and I fully expect us to get something nice for Ngakwe as well. Um, yeah. I know this is a a, a fantasy podcast, no. but like as far as like it's a running joke that like my favorite Jaguars player leaves every time I get their jersey. A Rob, Jalen, <laughs> and then Ngakwe. Ngakwe is I got like a signed jersey, and like that's my favorite player on the team. And now he wants to be gone. It's just like. <laughs> Oh man, he did, he did the total heel turn too. The way that he's been acting on the internet has just been like, dude, can we trade this dude already? It's so he, weird. He, it's so, so weird that he's not like that either because he came on our rate. Uh, his agent is is his agent. At least I don't know if it still is, but his agent is, 
whenever he was drafted, his agent's a dude who would um, always get players on our show on on Sirius during 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 draft season. And so we had mm-hmm. Ngakwe on there twice, and I I I loved him. I thought he had the coolest personality, humble, yeah. down to earth, and I can't believe the way that he, like he's like he's acted like shit lately. He's acted like a dude who's like. He's acted like a dude who not only kind of wants out of there, but, you know, it's kind of being a dirtball about it, too. Yeah, Um, definitely. Like if if it it, like if it turns out he has if it turns out he has to come back, I think some of the fans are going to be tilted just with the with the way that he acted through this through this. Oh, deservedly so. Like he's yeah, he's he's taken it out so much so that like it makes you feel like he's like as a fan of the team, you know, the team was wrong in this situation. You know, like anybody can see that, but like we're used to that as Jags fans. You know, we're used to them screwing up a situation like this. The reason that he's being so abrasive and aggressive on Twitter is because he knows Khan's fully prepared to to have him, you let him sit out the year if that's what it takes. If, we, if they don't get the return that they want for him, I mean, they're just gonna they'll, they'll have, let him sit out the whole season. I just I I think they'll get the he's he's just a really good player. I think they'll probably yeah. get something. It, it'll be interesting to see. It's just everything's so messed up right now. With these guys can't do physicals and every everything. Right. I think once the air gets cleared with some of this stuff, I think we'll see these see some some of these things happen uh, be, begin to happen a little more quickly. Oh, all right, brother. I, I know I know I've kept you a really long time. As I'm as, as I'm looking over here the 2017 draft though, I I I I have to at least make you feel a little bit better that you didn't trade up to get Mitchell Trubisky whenever Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Deshaun Watson were still on the board. So you have that yeah. with the Chicago Bears fans. Um, yeah. Just as, as I look over the rest of your team here, just wanted to kind of rapid fire just questions on a couple of these guys and let, and let you get back to it. Um, so outside of these players, uh, Leonard Fournette and Josh Jacobs, it seems like you're kind of staples at the running back position. Probably bet. And when you look at your staples, your quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, your two staple running backs, uh, Leonard Fournette and Josh Jacobs, your staple wide receivers are what really puts this thing over the top, I think, because you have Devontae Adams, you have Odell Beckham, you have, uh, I believe, didn't you also say you have Juju? I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. And some of these guys, some, I mean, some of these deeper guys too. But Brandon, shit, we could go on for an hour if I asked you about all these guys. But I think Brandon <laughs> Cooks is an, Brandon Cooks is an excellent guy to talk about because we don't really talk about him much anymore. But uh, is like is like is he done? Is it just over? Is is, is Brandon uh, Cooks it, dead? It. He's a guy that I'm never like drafting, even though that you've seen, we've all seen the talent. We know how good he is. It's just it's it's sad and I've, it's scary you know on a on a level beyond fantasy football just the amount of concussions that dude has had and some of them being very 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 scary hits and concussions so um yeah but i mean that was like a freebie like he went crazy late and again it was just like i think at the time it was best player available in my eye and i was like oh there's no way i cannot take him you know they they let go of Gurley. I know that the rumor was Gurley and, and Cooks uh, were, you know, they were looking at probably releasing or, or trading one of those guys. And uh, Gurley was the dude, it looks like. So, um, you know, if, if if they don't address receiver in this draft, you know, I, I think I can still count on, you know, Cooks to be nearly a, an every down receiver in, in their offense. And, uh, you know, I like that where I got him. Fair enough. All right. Well, I, I, I got one more question for you, brother. But before I ask it, I want you to let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter, where they can find the band, anything they should yeah. be, you know, the, the 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 name of the new record, where they can find it, anything else that you want to promote, et cetera. Absolutely. Um, 
we just put out our new album, Envy, first album we'd released in six years. Um, you can listen to that wherever you listen to your music, Spotify, um, Apple Music, Amazon, obviously all of those outlets. Uh, are, uh, as far as where you can find us online, uh, Framing Hanley, basically on any social media platform, uh, Twitter, Instagram. And I'm the most active on Twitter at FH Nixon on my personal account. Uh, and most of my tweets are about... Uh, football. So if you're listening to this and you don't like my band or our music, you probably still uh, like the content that I'm putting out <laughs> on Twitter. So uh, <laughs> FH Nixon, N-I-X-O-N. Roster Watch Nation, we ask you to mobilize. You and I go follow our boy Nixon on Twitter at FH Nixon. All right, man, just last last question. One player on your team that you drafted, this was a 33-round draft, that might not really fly off the page as somebody who um, – who people look at and say, Oh man, he must be excited to have that, but that you're super excited to have and why? Oh man, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to read off these players to you. I can, I can read them off. Okay. So I I told you your quarterbacks, your running backs are Tevin Coleman, Gus Edwards, Leonard Fournette, justice Hill, Josh Jacobs, Kyle use Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, Chris Thompson, and Darwin Thompson. Your wide receivers are Devontae Adams, Robbie Anderson, Odell Beckham, Travis Benjamin, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks, Corey Davis, Philip Dorsett, Devin Funches, Deontay Harris, Rashad Higgins, Alshon Jeffrey, David Moore, Riley Ridley, Allen Robinson, Tajay Sharp, Juju Smith-Schuster. Your tight ends are Nick Boyle, Eric Ebron, David Njoku, and Delaney Walker. Oh, yeah. I mean, from out of that, we already, I already talked about him being one of my favorite players that uh, – that left my team, but a Rob where I got a Rob, like with Foles there now Foles, you know, he's going to be in that Alshon role, except a far more talented receiver than Alshon Jeffrey was. Uh, I think a Rob could be a top five wide receiver. Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.